All right. Welcome to another live episode of My Own Two Hands, again, a KDNK public affairs program that explores sustainability issues in the Roaring Fork Valley and beyond by meeting the thought leaders and practitioners who are developing and implementing sustainable solutions at any scale from local to global. My name is Adrian Victor Fielder. Uh, I'm an assistant dean at Colorado Mountain College and a co-founder of CMC's Sustainability Studies Program. My trusty co-host Adele Krafta, who's a graduate of the program, couldn't join us today, but I'm honored to be in the studio with Ms. Fallon Santander. Plant- Hello. Hello, Fallon. <laughs> um, you're going to get to know about Fallon's story. She's a plant whisperer. A soil builder? I am. I play with a lot of worms. (laughs) (laughs) And a sustainability journeyer. So uh, we're going to get into Fallon's story, but first we want you to know about uh, the exciting event we have coming up this weekend. Tune in to KDNK for the Andes Anki Youth Empowerment Program's second annual 24-hour takeover on October 29th through 30th from 4 to 4 p.m. Listen to your favorite Halloween tunes. Try and find the secret word throughout the shows and you might win. Get ready for it. A free trip to the KDNK studio and some Azyep swag. Disclaimer must include proof of purchase of bus ticket or gas receipt along with proof of secret word finding. Side effects may include music addiction, public speaking abilities, or party loving. For more information about the takeover, visit azyep.org. Oh, uh, yeah. We're chilling up in the studio with some Budos band, thanks to Aziep. So y'all, y'all don't forget in fact rush on over there the the auction is open get your bids in now all right so thank you for joining us today fallon of course <laughs> maybe you could start by um sharing a little with me and and our listeners about your story like where do you come from how, how'd you get get here yeah well i um i came from florida from orlando kind of super um super engrossed in the industrial tourism of working at Universal Studios, like at the theme park rides, not really feeling like I was doing very much for the world, like it was fun for a little bit. And then, yeah, I was looking for something else. And my stepmom uh, had just received a a, a job at the Ritz-Carlton in Bachelor Gulch in the uh, Vale Valley or Eagle River Valley, as some people call it, and was like, come on over. Um, the mountains are beautiful. It's a great place to live. Um, and I came over and started doing the whole ski bum life and <laughs> got a job um, doing ski valet at a ski resort and loving the mountains and just being so impressed by the beautiful uh, colors and nature around surrounding me and uh 
yeah, just uh, started seeing what was out here, and I heard of Colorado Mountain College, and uh, I actually did meet my husband on the ski resort, and uh, he's from Paraguay, so I wanted to learn Spanish, so that's kind of my <laughs> first introduction to Colorado Mountain College, because I was like, shoot, I need to learn how to speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so I started taking some courses, some Spanish courses, and really enjoyed that a lot at CMC, and got my um, certificate in um, Spanish communication. And Oh, is that with Carol Koch? With Yep, yeah. with Carol. Yeah. She's a fabulous teacher over yeah, in Edwards. Great, yeah. Great. Awesome. She really helped me learn a lot. And um, then, uh, you know, I was kind of looking out at what else CMC had to offer. And I saw the sustainability program and um, started taking some classes with Kim Langmaid. And, yeah, I got really into it. I was like, wow, this can really make a difference. And then last summer I needed to take a course. And I was like, what's this permaculture class thing? And I signed up a little late. And oh, was... oh this, this, <laughs> this sounds like it's going some interesting place. Yeah, here. and then uh, Adrian here was kind enough to let me in the class, even though I was a little late. And I just uh, started learning about permaculture, visiting all these amazing farms like uh, Highwater Farm and uh, Silt, I believe. Yeah, hey, it, you know, we were just listening to Farm Talk with Sarah Tim Chisholm. Uh, and she, she in that place that she's stewarding there was, was a, a really big uh, learning experience for all of us in that class. Definitely, definitely. I loved meeting the the young people who were interning there and learning about farming and um, community and helping out, you know, growing organic produce, not just for the people who can afford it, but also being able to provide it for the food banks is just so huge, beautiful and powerful and yeah, just uh, I was amazed. Like permaculture seemed to be providing real solutions to our sustainability crises that we're seeing. And it was just something so hands-on that I was so drawn to. I landscaped a lot of my summers in the Eagle River Valley. And so I was working with plants and getting to know them. And mm -hmm. then just uh, being able to introduce myself to also edible and medicinal plants and seeing all these options for, you know, creating healthy soil and then healthy food that then you get to eat and share with your community and share the mm -hmm. yield. Yeah. It was just a uh, wonderful, really warm, fuzzy feeling like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Oh, right. So, yeah. so you talked about the sustainability emergency. Um, that's a thing that um, some people have heard of uh, more and more. Um, some people, some scientists call it the Anthropocene. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, what is, what is your understanding of, of what that emergency is? Uh, my understanding, um, just, just a lot of our systems that we've created, um, you know, for capitalistic gain and, um, just the endless greed and more and more and more causing us to, to, um, you know, use more and more fuel that's uh, we're eventually not going to have and that's polluting our airways and we're just creating all this waste because we're never satisfying mm. our own need. Mm -hmm. Like we're trying to satisfy need with physical objects that don't provide it or do provide us temporary joy that then we dispose of and um, also not valuing what is like tr truly healthy for our lives, like our food and just treating food as like a cheap commodity mm -hmm. to just, oh, consume. Let me just go to McDonald's, get that in my stomach, and then I can continue making more money so I can get more things mm. and um, yeah not really focusing on like community or health and um, yeah um, 
just kind of getting blinded by, you know, filling filling needs with artificial artificial things and joy and yeah it's uh it's kind of a bleak a bleak vision and (laughs) and it's uh it's something i think we all um have some premonition of um but it wasn't really until until sort of um uh, learning the the language of sustainability studies and in the in some of the science around sustainability that um I really, for me personally, started to have a sense of that uh, that was sort of existential, and I think ever since then, um, you know, I've I feel like I'm carrying some burden, <laughs> um, yeah. and 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 I've been to some dark places with it. And a lot of our students at CMC do when they start studying sustainability if they haven't already started having those those kinds of awakenings. Um, what is, what is your, uh, way of, of working with that? Um, I'm still, still dealing with that challenge. You know, I, I have some days where I'm all doom and gloom, but I'm starting to think, um, trying to think more positively and, and permaculture is very positive in the way of it shows you things. Well, you can do these things because a lot of these giant policy changes for industries to change their, you know, unhealthy ways of production and energy use, um, is a lot of work and overwhelming and isn't going to just be able to, you're not going to be able to solve it on your own, but there's plenty of things like growing your own food, um, you know, helping your community, um, educating them on how to be sustainable in their own ways and learning about ways that you can make your impact. And um, also just, um, you know, I I kind of take solace in Pachamama, our world's going to be okay Mm -hmm. with or without us. If uh, we continue our ways, we might, uh, you know, be on our way out and the earth's going to (laughs) continue. New creatures will be here and deal with the mess we left behind behind but we we have a choice and i'm choosing to make my effort to you know create Mm. the world to and trying to create it to be the way i want it to be and so we can continue living here and being with mother nature and i'm going to do my best but i know mother (laughs) nature will be here with or without us yeah she'll be here um hopefully we still will be as well hopefully you remind me of of something that one of my sustainability mentors uh, randall amster says in his book peace ecology he says uh sustainability it's it's not about saving the planet it's Save the humans. Yeah. <laughs> that's, our, that's our motto. Exactly. <laughs> right? But to save the humans, we also have to, um, you know, re, re-kickstart the regenerative or, or promote the regenerative capacities of that larger entity of whom we are a part. Mm-hmm. Because she knows how to heal. Yeah. She'll, she'll heal. She'll start healing immediately. She always is mm-hmm. already healing. Um, but there's a pretty interesting book um, called The World Without Us. Mm. Have you, did you come across that? Not uh, yet. It sounds, the title sounds familiar. By the way, um, <laughs> uh, Dr. Kim Langmaid was, was okay. our guest last month. Oh, really? Yeah, we caught her on the way up to the Mountains Matter conference in Aspen. Awesome. And uh, yeah, we had a lovely chat with the mayor of Vale and professor nice. of sustainability studies uh, at CMC, um, who was a part of your journey as well. Mm-hmm, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. 
She was another one of the co-founders of the program way back when she was still attending Walking Mountains Nature Center, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure you visited. Yes, multiple times. It's wonderful. (laughs) So get us caught up on sort of the most recent um, steps in your permaculture journey. Uh, What what have you been up to? What are you doing now? what's, What's going on? Yeah, well, I've, uh, I chose this summer to uh, work up at the Central Rocky Mountain Permaculture Institute that I'm sure everybody on the radio has heard a lot about. And just with um, the permitting issues, trying to get Jerome um, up to code so we can continue educating people about, you know, um, sustainable agriculture. And up there, I've been learning all the permaculture principles of building soil and Uh, sharing the yield and uh, just taking care of mother nature and using mother nature's um, strategies that she's already created um, to our benefit so that we can grow healthy food without having to use outside resources or um, you know chemical fertilizers or pesticides like finding ways to work with nature to create healthy food versus just finding quick fixes with chemicals to make production a little faster and make more money like just to kind of slow it down and use um use better techniques mm-hmm. um yeah yeah been doing that. <laughs> awesome. so um are, are you uh looking to homestead Homestead um, in the future, right now. <laughs> future, right now. Where, where, where do you where, where do you think eventually. you're going with your permaculture knowledge? Uh, yeah, eventually, I'd love to have my own piece of land where I could grow my own food and heal heal the land. Um, I've I've also spent a lot of time at sustainable settings recently, and I really like. Um, the biodynamics way of agriculture as well and just really being in relationship with the land and Mm -hmm. yeah one day if I can afford it I'd love a piece of land Um, for now I think I'm just continuing on my educational journey of taking more classes at CMC and discovering more about myself and you know just earning a bit more money if I can and eventually Mm -hmm. yeah homesteading maybe having my own sustainable business Um, still kind of putting the feelers out and seeing what's right. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah. Well, I know you've added a lot up at the Crimpy community, um, and I'm, I'm sure they're uh, they're glad to have you up yeah. there. Um, so uh, we are going to um, give a quick shout-out to uh, support for Katie and Kay coming from Geek Speak. Which is which is up next? Um, support for Geekspeak comes from Louis, the computer guy, providing PC and Mac repair, networking support, tutoring, and web design. Secure, informed, and connected, Louis will pick up and deliver your hardware. More information at nine seven zero nine four eight seven nine nine two. All right, thanks for letting us uh send our word out to our underwriters <laughs> of course so th- that book that i mentioned the world without us mm-hmm. um it basically it starts with the premise what would happen if humans disappeared tomorrow um okay. what would happen with all of the wounds that we have inflicted mm-hmm. on the on the world already and it goes into each and every kind of waste that you can think of that we're leaving behind. And the first chapter is about like big urban centers. Okay. So what would happen with Manhattan is, 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 is kind of where they start. And, um, 
interestingly enough, um, it would only take a matter of, of like 10 years, just, just a few decades for all of that concrete <laughs> and steel yeah. of the skyscrapers and the concrete and the bridges and all that to completely just fall apart and be taken over by trees. Yeah, plants are pretty powerful. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're slow moving, but they're sneaky. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Before you know it, they'll be everywhere. <laughs> so so that uh, that chapter kind of, you know, really got my attention like, wow, nature's capacity for healing is so strong. Yeah. Um, but then it gets into some of the other kinds of waste, um, in particular, petroleum processing and mining, mm. uh, strip mining in particular, and uh, and then um, uh, nuclear waste as well. It gets into all of them wow. and just what is what is the legacy of what we've already kind of created, right. um, even if we don't cause any more harm tomorrow? <laughs> and how long would it take for each of these wounds to heal? Um, so... So you, what I hear you saying is that you see a way for our impact to not be negative, mm-hmm. for it to be positive, positive for sure. net positive. Yeah. What's the difference? What's the difference? It, yeah. Like what, what, what is it that makes for the regenerative in the healing rather than the destruction? Um, definitely our connection with nature and realizing that we're a part of it and, all these plants that grow us food are a part of us eventually. And we, we all have, um, you know, relationships, again, relationships with the land and the soil. And in order to have healthy food, we need healthy soil. And in order to have healthy people, we have to look after each other, both for our physical health and our mental health. And, um, you know, we have to realize that we, we, um, we need to share more too and like not be so isolated and worried about me, 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 me. And Mm -hmm. like, I need my own house, my own car, my own this, my own that. And like, um, Mm. who cares about anybody else? You know, I feel like, uh, especially social media too, it's all about like you looking cool or, you know, what do you have? And we're in this constant rat race of never finding satisfaction because we're always out Mm. for the next biggest thing and we never take a second for gratitude and um, appreciation of the others in our lives that allow us to you know be able to live a a happy life and yeah just uh relationships man with the plants Uh, with the animals with the people yeah Yeah. wow (laughs) you 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 are Right on. (laughs) This is so in line, too, with what our second-to-last guest, Aaron Perry, was talking about. He just wrote this new book called Veriditas. And and it's actually part of it is is set at sustainable settings. Oh, cool. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, what is that relationship that we have with the world around us? Mm -hmm. Um, We get to choose what that is to a certain degree. Yeah. You know? Um, There's a... There's a thing that I've been struggling with recently around um, some of the uh, the, the guilt um, that is sort of communicated with um, some things around leave no trace principles in the mm-hmm. wild, which, which I completely support like and mm-hmm. practice to the nth degree minus the guilt of when I do actually need to pee on a bush. Mm. Um, I'm going to see that it's it's the nitrogen and the minerals in mm-hmm. in, in me in my mm-hmm. food that I'm giving back to to that plant mm-hmm. so that that plant can feed 
an animal. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of thinking, oh, I gotta, I gotta hold it until mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm like blue in the face, yeah. and and thinking like um, that there's something bad about the the, the the impact that I'm having on the world around me. Right. And said, no, no, actually, um, <laughs> it, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, just please pick up the toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> great Drives point. me insane. Absolutely great point. <laughs> yeah. So Stuff doesn't degrade as fast as you think it does, people. <laughs> exactly. And so many of us yeah. um, seem to be unaware uh, that yeah. we're even having a, a deleterious impact when we are Mm. um so what what is your your big like connection story around food Uh, around food yeah um i mean honestly it really started with the permaculture class because i was like one of those kids where my my mom her parents were never really taught to cook and so she never really cooked like she'd cook us some pasta or like some mac and cheese or something you throw in the microwave or something and I just ate it and was like all right whatever this is food cool or go to McDonald's or something and like slowly but surely I've like gone on this health journey all right like I better start eating better my husband especially who came from a you know totally different culture that his mom always was cooking dinner Mm -hmm. and like mm-hmm. all these foods grown near him so it's like all right now I'm starting to eat a little better now he's in my life and then I took this permaculture class and I was like this is so cool nice, like nice. I want to I want to know where my food comes from I want to pick that carrot out of the ground <laughs> and you know pl- also plant the seed and wait for it to grow and I I want to support people like um, Harper Kaufman for example with two roots who like doesn't use any chemicals and mm-hmm. does it all naturally and creates this wonderful um, organic, even though I, I don't think she even worries about that because the people who are buying her produce know yeah, know her. Exactly. Like also the community aspect. I want to buy produce that was grown close to home. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna choose to consume meat, I want to know where it comes from. Like Absolutely. I don't want it shipped across the world, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, so. Just that that eye opening, like wow, local food is powerful and it's wonderful and it creates a healthy community and a healthy yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Healthy us. Healthy us. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. that 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 sense of connection is, I think, the the biggest takeaway that I came away with from our visit to Highwater Farm mm. was seeing the connection that the that her youth program had with each other as individuals like they had this really strong team thing going and a a shared sense of purpose Uh, but also they they just the these these teens they they delighted in showing us what they had been learning how to do with with those plants Mm -hmm. and they were just it was just so neat to see them like be experts in that in that plant right and to have that connection yeah um and and uh, I don't know. I feel like um, that that's a relationship you know worth, worth uh, developing some more mm-hmm. with, definitely. High, with high water. So y'all support High Water Farm yeah. as well. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, I was work. I was wondering about that the intercultural um, nature of of your your culinary. Um, relationship with 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 your partner um, mm. because a, a lot of uh, the you know most of the world actually has a it's still a really strong culture around food mm-hmm. um, and you, on the surface it's like well America has one too but 
not really. It's yeah. more like you say, it's one of convenience and mm-hmm. just consumption and overconsumption and there's no like ceremony to it. Mm. People don't really eat together in this country. Uh of course there are exceptions, but um like if you have friends who who throw dinner parties, like mm-hmm. you're you're in the minority. Yeah. <laughs> of, of people in yeah. this country. And yet that's just how most of the world does things. Mm-hmm. Um have you ever had that um that um that sense of ceremony around food help you like break into a or form a new relationship with um you know a new land or a new new family uh new people um well yeah uh definitely when i when i visited paraguay we were always eating together eating fresh food and drinking um they drink yerba mate out there and um it's like a ceremonial we all share this same beverage that you know provides us nutrients and um just sharing and allows you to be more present in the moment um that's more of a tea but um similar concept and just mm-hmm. always always sitting around um each other and eating together um and taking the time for that too and it's yeah. a whole sometimes meals are a whole day process right, right. cooking like we, we were there's this one dish where you literally grind the corn dry corn mm-hmm. and a grinder to make this powder that then you make um into sort of a cornbread but it's not just like oh you buy the flour at the store it's like no you're like at the table grinding <laughs> that like yeah. dry corn awesome. and like yeah putting a lot of work into it and then you get to enjoy it and and, uh, yeah, it's a whole process versus just, like, drive-through, like, convenience. Like, all right, here's the food. Yep, tastes good. All right, off yeah. to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So um, thank you for helping us get uh, our greenhouse up in, uh, or at least designed um, mm-hmm. for for our new our new grow space up at Spring Valley. I'm glad you were able to, to check it out. Yeah, it was amazing to see um, some of the designs implemented in reality it was like oh i remember you know having that circular bed in the center with the figs and now there's an ashwagandha that you bought during this recent dandelion days sale and oh and i should tell you that that thing got huge it was bigger than the fig trees really yeah and Did you have to cut it back i, I cut it back because okay. it was starting to get uh eaten by by this this insect okay and of course that was giving food for a praying mantis so it wasn't all bad <laughs> but i but it was just too there was too much in there and the mm-hmm. figs needed to breathe so mm-hmm. I, bas- I basically cut it all the way back yeah and now wow. it, in just the last wow. few weeks it's come back that much already <laughs> it's an incredible plan it really is yeah <laughs> um we're definitely going to harvest the root of the ashwagandha are, here yes. um w- once it's uh, cold enough once everything dies back in there uh, but yeah thank you for helping us make that a reality that was um, some great design work of course yeah. Teamwork community. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. And we, you know, we wish you all the best in your sustainability journey. Thank you. I'm honored to be able to talk here today. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll see you next month, third Monday of every month from 430 to 5. This is my own two hands. <laughs>